Konnichiwa. Pakuwa Jotes. Jimmy, Yorosko Unikashimas. I don't know. I don't know what you're saying. Japanese, Jimmy. Look it up. Konnichiwa, Luke. Moshi moshi. I think that's hello. Um, Konnichiwa. Thank you, Jimmy. All right, you guys. This is a cup of Joe and Jimmy with our good friend, as always, Luke Ebsmeyer. Thank you for tuning in this week. And sorry about not uh, sending out an episode last week. Uh, Thank you for your understanding with that. And thank you to everyone who sent out their thoughts and prayers to Jimmy and I with our papa passing away this past week. Um, But yeah, we're back at it this week. And we can't wait. Got a really good episode. Forewarning, though, allergies are murking me up. So if my voice sounds a little off or if I cough half... (coughs) (laughs) If I cough halfway through, that's why. Uh, And my voice keeps cracking for some reason. It could be puberty, but it's most likely allergies. This week, we will be talking Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill that all three of us were in attendance for this past week watching Tiger Woods. And we're going to be talking NFL free agency. And then we're going to wrap it up talking NCAA March Madness. Uh, We'll be talking about the bracket challenge that we've been hosting and just about some of the upsets that have been going on and what we can look forward to this week. So, oh, and sports trivia is back. We have Lindsey Williams on the show and a special guest that you will not want to miss. Trust me. Good show. Good people. Good vibes. My voice cracked again. Let's do it. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get into our sports content, it is time for What Burns My Biscuits. I don't even need to introduce the segment anymore to you guys. You know what it is. You know what it's about. Jimmy Nugent, What Burns. How about you introduce it to him? (sighs) All right, guys. It's a segment to get your blood pumping, get the juices flowing, get you fired up to hear the rest of this episode. Okay. It might not be about sports. It might be. I don't know. This week, it's Jimmy sharing. I'm really struggling breathing, guys. I'm so sorry. Jimmy's going to go on a little rant about what fires him up, what burns his biscuits. And that's what he's going to do right now. Jimmy, what burns your biscuits? (laughs) You guys want to know something else that burns my biscuits? Yes. I've sat in classrooms where... The professor is about to give us an exam, and before uh, he or she hands us the exam, they state, I tried the test out. It took me about an hour and a half. I don't think it was too bad. I did okay. You wonder what burns my biscuit about that comment? 
one, you have a PhD in the subject. I really hope you didn't find that hard because that means we're all really doomed. Also, you probably wrote the test. So the fact that you think it's just okay, maybe you didn't know all the answers, it's a little discouraging because you uh, you transcribed the entire exam. I don't find any comfort when, when the professor tells us, I don't think that example is too bad. Um, yeah, it didn't, it didn't take me too long to finish. I did it on my own. That does nothing for me. I don't know about you guys, if you guys have ever had a problem with that kind of comment in the classroom. Yes, Jimmy, I have. Uh, and it does burn my biscuits. You know, Professor, when you stand in front of the class and say, yeah, I took it. It wasn't that bad. Oh, really? You wrote it. Of course it wasn't that bad, you idiot. No, I'm sorry. He's not an yeah, idiot. Not an idiot. Not an idiot. Very <laughs> smart, actually. That's why he did well on the test. But yeah, I agree. It burns my biscuits. Thanks, Jimmy. Luke, you have any thoughts? <laughs> the times I've been in that situation and heard the teacher say that, I think to myself, oh, wow, yeah, must not be bad. Like, I feel, I feel like it's comforting. And then I sit there and I think about it once I start the test. I'm like, wow. Like, <laughs> what did, what did that mean when to... they told yeah. me that? <laughs> yeah. Jimmy, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I think that might be one that most people agree on. Yours are not very controversial. No, I I keep it lighthearted, uh, unlike you, with, with yours. We'll get around to you in a couple weeks. But I'm looking forward to the next extremely controversial topic you come up with. All right. Well, that is the What Burns My Biscuits segment. Before we get into the Arnold Palmer Invitational, a word to you by Gold Bond. Gold Bond. Providing relief to my chafing since 1995. Gold Bond. Okay, guys. <laughs> Time to get into the Arnold Palmer Invitational 2018 at Bay Hill. Jimmy, are you with us here? You... I'm here. I'm here. Okay, good. I don't know why my chafing brings you pleasure. Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah. I don't know what accent that was. Uh, guys, so this week, all three of us attended all four days at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. And, man, was it fun. Good time spent with good people. Including one man named Tiger Woods. You ever heard of him, people? If you haven't, well, no, yeah, yeah. So, guys, let's just start off this by asking... What was your favorite memory of these four days following Tiger? I actually got a chance to go down to Valspar last week on Sunday and uh, try and see if Tiger Woods could pull out a win there. Didn't happen. Uh, didn't play well pretty much the whole day. I didn't really feel like he was going to get it done. My favorite memory, memory from this week was today, actually, when he birdied the 13th hole and got in with one of the lead. Really felt like he was going to make a push from there. Um, the crowd was in it. The atmosphere was unbelievable. And I, it just felt like he was finally back and within striking distance of a win. So that, that, that was pretty special for me. Yeah, that's a good one. My favorite memory of Tiger this week was definitely, it was on the first day. I think he was coming off of... I don't know if I'm probably wrong. I'm just going to say 12 and he had just birdied the hole and I was waiting for him uh, between the two holes. Cause we, we stocked him 
pretty closely the the entire tournament, all seventy two holes. Oh, he definitely recognized us at the end. Yeah, definitely. Um, we were dressed like him. We're we're still dressed like him right now in our victory red. But my favorite memory was after that hole, I uh, said, "Great job, Tiger." Hoping maybe he would look at me and say thank you, and but he didn't specifically say thank you. He opened his <laughs> mouth with no noise and made eye contact, and that is plenty. That is so. That is that's, that's plenty for me. So I, that was my favorite memory. Yeah, I'm gonna one up you there, Jimmy. Um, Tiger was uh, walking to a hole. Me and him, we had a moment. You did. I saw him. I was. I was very jealous. Yep. He uh, he was walking to, I believe, hole thirteen, and he looked. No, at- that, this was this was between four and five. Twelve, twelve was my time with him. That was our special time. Yours but was earlier in the round. The front nine and back nine at Bay Hill all blend into me. It's the same. It's the same nine holes. I swear they just they just change the numbers. But anyway, I looked at him. He looked at me. I said, I don't even know what, what did I say. I said way to go tiger something stupid like that and he looked at me in the eyes smiled and said thank you just me and him out there doing a waltz that's better than the one time where he was tired of us by the end of the week and just said okay guys yeah all right guys that's what he said yeah that, that was that was a, that was a low for us that, that was, was that years was 2013 ago. new tiger he looked at me said thank you smiled and i thought we were gonna kiss for a moment but we didn't but it was sweet yeah, so aside from your uh, intimate experiences with Tiger this week, what did you guys see in his game being up close and personal? Love is out of the picture. This is strictly what we saw in his game. Yes. What I saw is a man that is coming back and people that kind of had, I think, premature um, declarations of him saying that he's back. I mean, yeah, he might... He's he's back, definitely back to being competitive. People that are saying he's back, expecting him to be dominant, it's way too premature. But what I saw is that he uh, looked confident. He his game is coming together. There's just certain things that weren't great this week. His iron play um, into the greens wasn't that great, but his driving got better. There's still some to be desired with there. His putting within ten feet was beautiful. His short game was pretty solid. So. He's looking to be in great form going into the Masters. So I was very happy to see that he kept the momentum going on from Valspar because that was a big question with me, is if he's going to be able to keep this week to week or if it was just a good week or a not-so-good week. And it's good to see that consistency is coming, that he's been in contention three tournaments now in a row. So I was very excited to see that. Yeah, I saw a guy that is way ahead of schedule in his comeback. Um, but with that, with being way ahead comes even greater expectations from me and seeing him make a run on Sunday, um, to come to the top of the leaderboard was just really special to see. I think feeling those Sunday tingles again. Yes. I think there is some things still missing from Tiger. Um, the things that were there this week was his putting. His putting was just fantastic he had a couple of uh really magical shots that you think oh man only he can pull off but i i think that it factor of tiger is still missing and that ability to really step on the competition's throat i know that's 
that sounds very vulgar and extreme, but that's that's how he was. I think that still might be missing. He uh his three rounds were 68, 62. I mean 68, 72. I wish it was 62. Me too, yeah. 68, 72, 69, and 69. So he was yeah, nice. So he was crawling his way back throughout the tournament. I would love to see the Tiger of Old was deadly with a 54 hole lead. A lot of people like to think that, oh, Tiger, he's really good at making the comebacks. But statistically, it's when he has that 54 hole lead, that's where he's at his deadliest because he can just step on the competition's throat. I want to see him attack these tournaments early, get out to a big lead early, and then on Sunday, do what he does best and play unbelievable golf. But what I've seen is promising and going into Augusta is very promising. Luke? Tiger being back, I think, is a very fluid term. Um, does back mean, oh, he's winning two majors a year, five tournaments a year, or just in contention? Um, for me, these past couple of weeks, I think it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and declare Tiger back. Um, Ooh. He is playing... He's playing really good golf, and he's he's playing like a top five player. I know I got the world rankings in front of me. He's 149th in the world. Yeah, I get that. I don't I don't think you can dispute the fact that he's playing top five golf right now, um, top five player in the world. 35th in FedEx Cup point rankings too. After what four tournaments played? Yeah. If he if he figures out this driver, it's gonna get st- scary the rest of the year for the rest of the field. Um. I think the way he's been playing, he's progressing towards a win. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen this year. Um, you got to like his chances at Augusta. It'll be interesting to see him up against the best of the best there. I, I don't think he's really played against the full field. Dustin Johnson hasn't been playing with him. Jordan Spieth didn't play this week. Some of those guys are playing really well. As of late, Rory obviously played really well today. He's going to be searching to um, finish that Grand Slam at Augusta. But it's going to happen this year, folks. I'm... I, I think I'm confident in that. He's just he's just playing too well to not say so, and um, I'm looking forward to it. It was a really fun time this weekend with you guys. Yeah, what I'm what I was most encouraged with this week was his distance. I mean, he's he's hitting it with all the young guys. He was hitting it right along with Jason Day, and I think that's huge. Well, he has the highest club speed on tour right now. His yeah, it was like speed. 125 around 129. that. 129. That's crazy at 42 years old. That's that's unheard of. And speaking of good club speed, another guy who has great power is Rory McIlroy, and that was a great win by him. Yeah, I know. We're talking about Tiger. Like, he won, but no, there actually was a winner, yeah. and it was Rory McIlroy from Northern Ireland. Yeah, yeah. 18-under. Uh, he shot uh, a 64 today, and I what was it, a 67? 67 on Saturday. On Saturday, so that's just two unbelievable scores to put together on the weekend. And he came out on top, 18-under is an unbelievable score. You're not really going to be 18-under. We were a little devastated after Tiger's terrible out-of-bounds on hole 16 at Bay Hill. But in the end, would it have mattered? I mean, you're not going to—that you're not. He that would have put him to 13-under if he birdies that easy 16th hole Tiger. if Tiger did that. That's still five—he still needs to pick up five strokes and two holes, which is impossible. Yeah, it was very impressive golf by Rory. Uh, in second place was the robot Bryson DeChambeau, and uh, and then we had a third place finish from Justin Rose, 
who was paired with Tiger yesterday. Um, or Saturday, sorry. So Justin Rose is the kind of guy you can't get mad at. Yeah, He's, no, you can. You definitely can. You can? He's got that funky warm-up thing before he hits the ball. I don't really know what that is. Yeah. Um, at least he's not kicking people out like the other Justin. So before we move on to the <laughs> other golfers, uh, I think my final word here on Tiger is that he is healthy and he is playing. He is contending in tournaments and the back is no longer a worry. We don't have to worry every time he swings, every time he picks up his golf ball out of the hole. And that is very promising. He's playing the highest level of golf going into the highest tournament in the world, the Masters in two weeks. So that's exciting. Now, the other golfers. What were some of your thoughts, guys, following some other people out there or watching some other players play these past four days? Yeah, we had some interesting social interaction with some of the guys out there. You know, the crowds are mostly following Tiger. Um, but those guys that are, you know, playing early in the morning, we got to, kind of got to caught their, you know, back end of their round with not many people around them. And it was kind of just us. And we... Uh, <laughs> I'm not really sure how to put it. Yeah, the, a the lot thing, of odd encounters. Yeah, because the thing with these tournaments is that Tiger's group is unbelievable. It's gonna be it's gonna be like five people deep wide around the green and the tee box, and probably three people deep wide, like along the ropes on the fairway. Um, so that's a, unbelievably crowded. But you'll you'll be looking at another hole, and there's like major champion Zach Johnson who's just walking, and there's no one following them, and it's just it's really interesting. So you have opportunities to say some stuff to these golfers. We had one interaction with with uh, old Bubba Watson where old Bubba, old Bubba, there was no one, the friendly guy, huh? Yeah, <laughs> there was no one out there, and Bubba was just walking by us, had a nice shot and a par five. We say, "Good job, Bubba, nice shot." Don't even look, not even a blink, not even a blink. There was no, we were right next to him. We were within ten feet. And you know what? He shot seven over today. So yeah. uh, karma. It's because he didn't. It's because he didn't say hi. Yeah. Joe, also, your your experience with Ian Poulter today had an odd experience with Ian Poulter. That is correct. Um, he was crossing the road, had just hit a nice tee shot, just me and him. And I said, "Good tee shot, Ian." And the oddest thing happened. He looked at me, and he kind of went, "This is what he did." <clears throat> I I stood there just kind of dumbfounded like because ian poulter just grunted at me <laughs> uh, yeah for for you guys that haven't been to a golf tournament this is like being at millennium mall here in orlando florida and seeing someone you you may not know personally but um <laughs> you, you like you like their shoes that they're wearing or their shirt and you, you compliment them and them just blowing you off just give me a simple thank you Make do do the no uh no word coming out eye contact thing that Tiger did with me. Just give me that. But Bubba was head down and Ian Poulter was trying a scare technique or something with the grunt. I don't know. Also, Tiger's playing partner today. What Bud? What was his last name? Bud Collie. Bud yeah, Collie. He almost, you, he almost we took have my told life. you his name. I know. I an keep, infinite amount of times. I keep, today. I keep forgetting his name. He almost took my life today. Hit his uh, drive on four. Hit the lady next to me. Drilled her in the thigh. She screamed out and didn't hit me, but I got really close to the shot, so that was cool. Yeah, that that was a pretty cool thing. Um, I think you you and Luke got on TV a couple of times. I, I think I was on a few times as well. But, guys, I highly suggest the next time you go to a golf tournament, don't even bother with these players. 
No, I'm just kidding. You can bother with them. They're, they're good guys. They're just a little robotic. Very robotic, very socially awkward. And to all the, the PGA pros out there listening, a simple nod and thank you goes a long way. Tiger Woods, thank you for looking at me. Thank you for acknowledging my existence. And Tiger's listening. Tiger is a listener every week. Okay, guys. Well, to wrap out, wrap up this segment, I have a question for you. What's worse in your life right now after these four days? The rash, the sunburn, or the malnourishment? For me, it is the sunburn at the moment. I have a very prominent sunburn from a line from my sunglasses around my ear and which is kind of embarrassing also my forehead is a lot whiter than the rest of my face because of wearing a hat also i have a very prominent v from uh, my collared shirt being open and me not applying the proper sunscreen so i'm a little embarrassed by all that and it hurts and it's peeling so that's what that that's what's going bad for me right now i think it be a disservice at this point to declare anything worse than the other <laughs> all, th- all three uh, all the above uh, for me for me it would have to be the rash um, <laughs> I yeah it's not really funny at this point because it's causing me extreme discomfort and I will not go into detail about what location of the body that that rash is in but you, you can you, you are can waddling guess. like a penguin out there yeah uh but we're going to move on from that because I do not want to put that image in your guys' mind. We do pay the price to see greatness, though. I mean, we we very we were so dedicated those seventy two holes today. We ran, we jumped, we cried, we cried. Yeah. You we guys, cried a lot. I know a lot of people say when they're about to enter whatever sporting event they're in, oh, it's time to go to battle, and a lot of people are like, ah, come on, you're not really like soldiers that actually fight in the war. Boys, today we went to battle, and I will. I'll take that to my grave. Tiger's divot hit me in the face today. Dirt in the eyes. All all just all just for the view. I want to give a special shout out to Kirk Kramer for powering through a massive migraine and following with us. And came through on Sunday. Yeah. Kurt, salute to you. Um, my sister and her boyfriend, they dropped out early yesterday. Lasted like a few holes. That was weak. But our mother, who did trivia a couple weeks ago, she did well. She Susan Nugent strong. did well. But yeah, tough conditions. Um, I'm rubbed raw, and I'm feeling good. All right, guys, let's move on from this. But before we get into NFL free agency, this next segment is brought to you by Banana Boat Sunscreen. Banana Boat, thank you for not working these past four days. I look like a freaking lobster. Banana Boat. So NFL free agency had a lot of action this past week uh, and two weeks. So I'll just start off. Uh, what was uh, some things that stood out from you this week? Probably like a no- most notable trade or uh, signing or one that you didn't like. Yeah, I I just want to touch on free agency as a whole. I think it's a tad overrated. Um, I know there's a lot of transactions going on. Um, I think it's most benef- beneficial to the teams that are looking to add maybe a piece, not so much like a roster overhaul. I, I like what the Eagles did in getting Michael Bennett. You know, that's already a really solid team. Um, I also like what the uh, Vikings did in adding Kirk Cousins. Um, they obviously have a really solid defense, and I think um, that was the right move for them, the right move for Kirk. Um, other teams like the Packers um, signing Jimmy Graham, I 
I think he's a little expensive and a little bit of a I don't even know what to call that. I mean, he's 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 a weapon for Aaron Rodgers, I guess, but I think they need a little bit more along the offensive line and defense. Jimmy Graham's a cane, so I'll always love that guy. Yeah, I mean, great I, signing. <laughs> Pay him everything. I think his best years are behind him in uh, New Orleans, but uh, um, that remains to be seen. I do like what the uh, Jets did, making a trade with the Colts and moving up for the third pick. Um, they're obviously going to go after quarterback, and on the flip side. Uh, the Colts have their quarterback, so then trading back and getting a bunch of draft picks is going to be super beneficial for them. They're going to get a great defensive player with a sixth pick, and um, they're going to get that club turned around there in Indianapolis, I think, as long as Andrew Luck is healthy. That's a big F. Yeah. I mean, I think, too, with that Jimmy Graham signing, like, he, I mean, he's, he's a great weapon, but Jordy Nelson and Aaron Rodgers had – such chemistry going together. And I think the biggest thing that that move did was made Aaron Rodgers a little unhappy. They're making him really unhappy as of late. They uh, let go of the, his quarterback coach yeah. um, recently, and he was not pleased with that. So yeah. yeah, I don't know if the Green Bay Packers realize that the one person you want to make happy on that team is Aaron Rodgers, and they're not doing a great job of it. I would say my – well, as I've said before, my favorite team is the Miami Dolphins. And, you know, I got I I gave my mom a hard time because she didn't know a single player on the Dolphins. And after this free agency, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as her. <laughs> yeah, I, pretty much all of our stars are gone. Yes, that was tough to see. Tough to see Jarvis go. Tough to see Indomitian Sue go. Um, but I will say the pickup of Danny Amendola is something we need. He was a guy I watched on New England thinking... Man, it would be cool if the Dolphins had a guy like that. We need him because we got rid of Jarvis, though. Right. We had a kind of a guy like that in Wes Welker, and I know they're both white. That's not why I'm saying that. They're just similar players in my mind. And I think Danny Amendola and Ryan Tannehill could develop something special. So that was exciting to see. The biggest winner out of the whole thing would probably be the Cleveland Browns. I think they're winning a lot. They're they're getting a lot better. And I would I guys, I would not be surprised if they make a run at a playoff spot next year. I thought you I thought you were gonna say I wouldn't be surprised if they win two games this year. No. That would double their, their win I last know, year, right? Was it one they, win last year? Zero, Jimmy. It was zero. No, I think they won one. They definitely did not win a game. Goose egg. Zero. Really? Yeah, they threw that parade. Oh yes. I'm embarrassed. I mean, the Cleveland Browns will win five for sure, but they can make a run at eight and eight, and then we'll see what happens. I don't. I don't think. I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs at all. It's. It's probably not. But the fact that we're even talking about it is pretty crazy. They have been rebuilding for a long time, and they are making some good moves. A lot of this banks on that Saquon will be a, a very good running back. Well, I think he's going to be pretty darn good there, Jim. We don't know how Tyrod's going to fit in the system. Tyrod's a very good quarterback, but he's not hes not a franchise changer. Better than anything they've had. Yeah, I don't i don't know how many games they'll win next year, but I think for the first time, they're making smart moves. Yeah, now they just have to win it a draft. It has been a while. Now they just have to win a draft. I'd also be remiss if I didn't mention the L.A. Rams adding Marcus Peters and Aqib Tlaib. They were... They were ser- they were searching for a secondary, and I think they got one. So uh, watch out for the Rams next year. All right, quick question: 
Name one team you'd want to be traded to, one team you wouldn't want to be traded to. Joe, go. I would not be I would not want to be traded to the New England Patriots because A, I'm absolutely terrified of Bill Belichick and B, if you don't win the Super Bowl, it's a lost season and I can't deal with that kind of pressure. Can't do it. I would want to be traded to the Browns because I'd want to be man, my voice cracked again. Ugh. I would want to be traded to the Browns because I want to be part of something special. I want to bring the team that's been in the dumps into the promised land. All right, put you in the party of one that wants to be traded to the Browns. Jarvis Landry. Okay, maybe. I'd love to be traded to the LA Rams. I think Sean McVay is a really good coach. And what's not to love about LA except for the extreme traffic? Um, I think it'd be cool to live there. Um and the smog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the earthquakes and all that stuff. But anyways, I'd have to say Buffalo. That'd be that'd be brutal. Um, that would be brutal, but you have good fans. Yeah, they are loyal. Shout out to all the Bills fans that have uh, hung on for so long. Um, team I wouldn't want to be traded to would be the Oakland Raiders, just because I think I would get lost because I'm not completely sure what their location is right now, if they're moving to L.A. or Las Vegas or not team i would want to be traded to is the dolphins because it's miami Ooh. <laughs> that's a good one it's miami why wouldn't you want to go there that's your favorite team pick something else um uh la rams probably any Ooh, any of the two Luke any of the two teams in la different. okay give me different. the chargers L- yeah okay gosh can i just add that i'd love to be traded to the Oakland raiders and play for john gruden that would be sweet. True. We that that can be a discussion for another day if he'll be a good coach. What do you mean if he will be a good coach? We're gonna get into another day. Oh, I'd love to hear this, but I'm afraid we don't have time for that hot take, Jimmy. All right, moving on to NCAA March Madness. But before we move on, let's take a quick listen to a word from our sponsors. Sporting concessions. Who knew a burger, chips, and a drink? would cost me a semester's tuition at UCF. Sporting concessions. Yeah, how many uh, Chipotle burritos could we have eaten without spending? I knocked back probably 10 Arnold Palmers this week. Which equal to you, what, 40 bucks? $45, yes. And those $8 cheeseburgers uh, had a tiny slice of cheese, a very thin patty, and a whole lot of bun. 90% bun, 10% patty. It tasted like I was eating air. <laughs> okay, well, enough of us getting angry at the concessions at the golf tournament. Yeah, the second round of uh, NCAA tournament has come to a close. Um, and it's been fun doing this bracket with you guys and being able to compete against each other. So thank you for those that joined. And for those that didn't, nice one. Maybe next year. <laughs> uh so let's get into some standings of where everyone stands in the bracket challenge. Luke, what do you got for us? Yeah, we got Killamilla in first place. Is that Chris Miller? I think that is Chris Miller. Okay. Yeah, shout out to Chris Miller. That's impressive after a lot's happened. Um, last place, I, I wanted to mention Danielle Nugent. Um, yeah. Very unfortunate for you. That's why <laughs> yeah. I think that's why she backed out of trivia tonight. Uh-huh. The Yeah. We share the same blood, which is sad. I, Not sad, I love my sister. I also wanted to mention a few of the names we have 
we don't really know who you are. Wait, um, can yeah. you b- before before we go to that, can we just uh, state who's in second place behind Kilomilla? That'd be Jimmy Nugent. That would be that would be Jimmy Ooh. Nugent. Yes. I, okay. But yeah, Luke, I'm go ahead happy. and go ahead and read out the uh, <laughs> the mystery names. Yeah, and tied for third place is MDS ten twenty one. We're gonna put a guess on that. We think it's um, our campus director of the UCF Navigators, Mark Smith. I believe, yeah, I believe that's Mark Smith. If that is you, Mark, please come out of the woodworks and tell us. But the names only get more uh, discreet from here. Yeah, in seventh place, you know, job all done. You know, that's that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ESPN nine six one one nine eight eight seven. We have no idea who you are. Not easily identifiable with that name. ESPN nine one. How can how can we give you a shout out on the podcast if that's if that's the name of your bracket? Can't come out. Tell us who you are. Moving on down to nineteenth place. I love ESPN.com. You know what? That's great that you love ESPN. But again, we don't know who you are. We're going to need your name. Love is L-U-V. That's how it's spelled here. Yeah. I. It's spelled so strange, I don't even know if that was an automated ESPN name. And then I think there's one other. Like a Kuzma. There's, there's a one in a billion. One in a billion? That's cute. Who are you? That's cute. Give us the name. And then Lakuzma. And then there's some term after it that I'm not completely familiar with. One in a billion display name, name one, two, three, four. <laughs> At this point, I <laughs> honestly, for everyone out there that's in the bracket, we'd love to know who you are. Go ahead and tweet at us your username and then who, what your actual name is. Well, we'll be able to see the tweets so we know what your name is. Lacuzma Dugras. Do grass Noels. I, I don't know what that means. Guys, just come out. Tell us who you are. We want to be because that way, if you win, we can talk about you on the podcast and not use ESPN seven two four six one six four one. Okay, but great job, everyone. Let's. Uh, we're going into the Sweet Sixteen on Friday. Friday or Thursday? I think it starts Friday. Let's keep this going. My bracket is busted. My national champion lost today. Well, Sunday, that is. And yeah, I'm doing terrible. I also wanted to mention out of 29 participants in our uh, bracket challenge, only 13 have a national championship remaining. And I am one of them. Duke. Yeah, Jimmy, we get it. Your bracket's going well. We still have it. It's not going well. It's just not as terrible. Yeah. Well, you're ranked in like the 94th percentile. Fifth, 95th. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, so outside of our bracket challenge, let's look at the actual tournament going on other than the unbelievable upset that virginia got the bad end of a one seed going down to a 16 seed old maryland baltimore county did you ever think it was gonna happen Uh, yeah i knew it was gonna happen but man i'll be honest with you guys i wasn't around to witness it all three of us were putt-putting at Disney. Yeah, that's the that's embarrassing for us. Anyone who likes to um play at Fantasia, there there's there's apparently some new <laughs> rules. You're allowed to bring your own putter to the fairways course, is that correct? Yeah, yes. fairways you can bring your own putter. But apparently the, is it the gardens, the gardens, yeah. It, AKA the kiddie pool, yep. playpen, yep. you can't bring your own putter, which is a little disappointing. And if you stay there, if you're on, let's say, hole five and it closes, they're going to take you off the course. No, I I disagree. But that's Luke what they called their bluff. Luke <laughs> called her bluff. We called their bluff. We, we teed off at what? About 
the cor- the course closed at eleven o'clock. We teed off around ten forty seven. Hit yeah. the driving range first. Yeah, we hit it around. Yeah, uh, eleven o'clock came and uh, no, no one was there to. T- no, us the out. mean lady walked right by us, but let us finish our round. But anyways, when we were done with the round, uh, I don't know who's who told us first. We good crema. Yeah, it's Kurt. Yeah, <laughs> found out that UMBC upset Virginia, which was just devastating for some people's brackets. We were with uh, Michael Larson at the time, who I think he had Virginia as the champion. Is that correct? Yes, me and Micah had Virginia. Oh, you. Oh, brutal. I didn't realize you had Virginia. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's okay. But uh, so to answer your question, Joe, I now looking at it like that Virginia lost, it's like, oh, yeah, I thought it might happen at some point. But really, I never did because it was always such dominating games that one in 16 seed. Even if that one team wasn't really on their game, they were always dominating that 16 seed. So it's an unbelievable feat that you what you and BC did. I was thinking about it, though. Like. Okay, that, that I don't. I mean, I don't have the roster in front of me, but these teams that are getting in the mid majors, they've got four or five seniors in their starting lineup. To, and to clarify, those are twenty-two, maybe twenty-three-year-old athletes, and they're playing against these eighteen-year-old starting five freshmen for these powerhouse teams. Like, you know, eventually, like that's going to catch up to some of the the younger squads that haven't played together as much. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, I I'm actually shocked that this. It took this long for this to happen. I mean, even in the beginning of seasons, you'll see some big names go down to some smaller schools. But because it's in the beginning of the season, people don't see it as much of an upset. The fact that this is the tournament and each game counts so much. But it's like, I mean, yes, Virginia was a much better team, but these are Division One athletes, and this is a mid-major school who won their conference championship and they're pretty darn good so like i don't i mean it's it's incredible that it happened but i can't believe it took this long for it to happen do do college basketball coaches have the most secure jobs in sports think about it if loyola chicago upset clemson or alabama and in college football i mean very good point. <laughs> I don't think the coach is going to be yeah, there. With this, it's just blamed on, oh, March Madness is crazy. Exactly. And with the UMBC guy, he has a job for life now after doing that. So yeah. it's on the other spectrum as well. But uh, other, So your biggest upset other yeah. than Virginia? Biggest upset uh, happened to our Miami Hurricanes um, along with um, them taking down the Tennessee Volunteers, the Loyola Chicago was. Hashtag Sister Jean. Hashtag I'm Sister sick Jean. of her. <laughs> if you guys, if you guys don't know who Sister Jean is, that old woman. She's the 98 year old chaplain for Loyola Chicago, and boy, does ESPN like to give her some airtime. It's it's like every point they just pan oh, over yeah. her, see her reaction. Yeah, Loyola makes a layup. Oh, there's Sister Jean, not even looking at the game. Yeah, so that's why I guess Joe has a huge problem with Sister Jean. But after the game, she said that God was on Loyola's side. Guys, I don't get into politics on this. I don't get into religion, but I'm pretty sure God doesn't pick sides in the uh, the tournament. That's my own opinion, Sister Jean. We don't need to get that deep, but I don't like sis- yeah, Sister Jean's getting a little bit too much airtime. Yeah. Um, my biggest upset uh, happened today. North Carolina getting trounced. That was your national champion. That was my national champion. Lost by 20 to Texas A&M. And 
I knew that picking North Carolina as my national champion was risky, but I did not think it would they would go down this early and that bad. But that happened. That was hard to watch. Uh, Luke, did you have a biggest upset? Yeah, I'm going to pair my biggest upset and my most disappointing upset or loss uh, for a team, the Arizona Wildcats. That one busted a lot of brackets as well. I actually had them losing to um, Kentucky in the second round um, initially. I turned on ESPN and Jay Billis came on the television and he said, you know what, Arizona is severely underseeded. Yeah, thanks, Jay. They have the best player in America. Well, you know what, Jay, that didn't really work out. Um, so that was disappointing. I think it was obviously one of the bigger upsets aside from Virginia. Um, you see, I picked against Virginia, or I'm sorry, Arizona in the second round because of all the FBI problems they've had. I thought maybe the team's just been distracted, not in their A game. But some of those insiders, man, they get in your head. Thank, thanks, Jay. All I know is I'll be picking against Sister Jean the rest of the way. That woman drives me crazy. I'm so I'm so sorry you have a problem with a 98 year old chaplain for a small school. I just think she's a little full of herself. <laughs> yeah, I think if you want to sum up the uh, madness of this tournament, Loyola is playing Nevada for a spot in the Elite Eight. That's sick. That's that's a fun watch. Yeah, so the uh, fighting sister jeans will be pulling against uh, Nevada and the uh, the gamblers over there. I'd be <laughs> the gamblers. It's the worst mascot ever. Um, I'd be impressed to see if there's anyone who had that matchup who actually took their bracket seri- bracket seriously. I can't believe I'm going to be cheering for Nevada just so I don't have to see Sister Jean across my television for another two hours. Um, all right, so. To wrap up this segment, I have a question for you guys. Now that most people's national champion are out, who is your pick to win it all? I'll start off because it's easy for me. My national champion is still in, so Duke University will be your national champion. I'll objectively agree. I am a Duke Blue Devils basketball fan. I think they have um, an easy-ish road to get to the championship, and um have the confetti rain down on them. But I also want – I think Kentucky has a good chance. Um, who would have thought that at the beginning? Um, super young squad, super talented. But uh, they do have one of the easier roads um, coming home, so watch out for the Wildcats. Still could be Loyola. Yeah, Kentucky, I think they got the best chance to make it to the championship. And when you had John Calipari complaining about their seeding and where they were at to start the tournament, and now they have the easiest road going through mighty – Mighty sister Jean. Gosh. Um, uh, I had Duke losing early. I'm not going to say Duke. I had Villanova in my national championship playing against North Carolina, so I'm going Nova. Go Wildcats. Is that what they are? Are they the Wildcats? You should know what they are if you put them in your championship. They're the Wildcats. I knew what they are. That's it for NCAA Talk this week. We will be talking more next week as the Sweet 16 is going to be happening on Friday. Joe, I think um, the Sweet 16 actually starts on Thursday the 22nd. Um, I looked it up last time you said Friday. Gotcha. Thank you. So, yeah, it goes Thursday to Friday. Um, All right, moving on to our final segment. But first, a word from our sponsors. Loyola Basketball. Even Sister Jean didn't pick you to make the Sweet 16. Loyola, 
Alrighty, we are here with our closing segment, and it is a fan favorite. That's right, sports trivia. Now, guys, a little late uh, change here. Danielle backed out of trivia. I think she was scared. Um, so we do have someone who's already been on, Lindsay Williams. Lindsay, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. I don't know why you're laughing. I, okay. And um, guys, we also have a special guest on the show, as we promised a few weeks ago. He is a, uh, a good friend of mine, um, someone I'm quite fond of, the one and only Chewbacca. Chewbacca, how are you doing today? Good, good. All right. Um, <laughs> okay. Um this is this is tough, you know, to have Chewbacca in the room and it's a little starstruck, but we're good friends. So, yeah, let's get right to the questions. Question number one, Lindsay, how many seeds are in the NCAA tournament? In the bracket that you filled out, the seeds are numbered one to what? Um, well, I didn't fill out my bracket in time, you said, but we gave multiple reminders. Well, if I would have filled it out, it would have been 24. 24. No, Chewbacca, not now. Not now. No, not 24. That would take a little bit longer to get through. Good, good try. But 16. The answer is 16. Okay. That's okay. Um, moving on. Luke, you have a question for Chewbacca. Chewie. Who came in 33rd place in the 1989 Daytona 500? Uh, wow, he... Wow, Chewbacca, yes! Yes. Chewbacca said Mark Martin, and that's, that's, that's spot on. That's impressive, Chewbacca. That's very good. Chewbacca won, Lindsay zero. Man, I love Chewie. And, folks, we do know him by a nickname basis. Um, should we, should we do not eat that? All right. Sorry guys. Uh, okay. Question number two for Lindsay. Lindsay name one team that is still remaining in the NCAA tournament. Duke. Correct. Very good. Luke's happy about that. Duke Blue is Devils. one of the few still standing. The Blue Devils. Correct. Lindsay, please speak into the microphone when you want to comment. Apology accepted. Lindsay, question number three. As we've talked about on this podcast already, we have been at the Arnold Palmer Invitational all week, and we've been telling you about it, Lindsay, all week. And we watched the finale before we recorded this today. You were on the couch when we watched. Who won the Arnold Palmer Invitational? Justin Paul. <laughs> Luke, do we have a uh, statistics on Justin Paul? Yep. Put I, Justin I got, Paul in the in the Google machine for me. Um, Lindsay, I'm gonna try to go through your thought process here. <laughs> I think that because, well, you know, tell me your thought process. Go ahead. Um, you guys were talking about Justin Paul, and you were saying something that he said that was funny. I, I, we've never. <laughs> I, I don't know who Justin Paul is. Justin Paul is an American theater and television composer and lyricist. <laughs> he also has a, 
a wicked draw on his driver and was uh, pretty good on the course this week. Lindsay, I think that you heard Jimmy talk about Justin Thomas. I'm not sure where the Justin Paul part is coming from, but um, no, Rory McIlroy won this year's tournament. Does that ring a bell? Do you remember a few hours ago watching that? I'm a Rory McIlroy fan. You're a Rory McIlroy fan. Yeah. No, you're that not. That wasn't the question. But you're not because He's you had not. no clue he just won today, <laughs> even though you watched it in person. Um, I agree to disagree on that one, I guess. There's there's nothing to disagree. <laughs> okay. Um, let's get Chewbacca back on here. We need we need some magic. <sighs> Chewbacca, if you get this, I, I really don't know. <laughs> we don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> you son of a gun. Who won the bronze medal in Alpine, Alpine men's downhill skiing? In 1964. No chance he gets this. Don't be shy, Chewbacca. Give give him your best shot. Are you... No! No, this is not happening check, right now. Check his pocket. See if he's, see if he's looking up anything or if he had, had these questions beforehand. I don't think Chewie has any pockets. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> maybe his belt. Luke, can you go ahead and translate for us what Chewbacca just said so the listeners know? Yeah, the... The winner for the bronze medal in the 1964 Winter Olympics Alpine men's downhill skiing was Wolfgang Bartels of Germany. I, Chewbacca, I know. Okay. I know you're doing better than Lindsay. There is no need to gloat. Chewbacca, so help me God. Okay. Very well. Very good. Um, <laughs> Lindsay, question number four. Um, I don't know question number four. Let me look at my notes. There's a big furry animal in here, folks. This is shocking <laughs> it's <everybody>. terrifying. <laughs> and he's getting angry. God, okay. Lindsay, Lindsay, who has the most major wins of all time in golf, of course? Jack Nicholas. Boom. Got Very that good. one. Yeah. Nice. Way to rebound. Even, uh, even Chewy looks impressed with that one. Yeah. Chew Jack Nicholas has won more than tiger whoa whoa yeah a little uncalled for <laughs> that that wasn't part of the question i don't like the way chewbacca's looking at you Lindsay. i would be careful um all right chewbacca we've got one more question for you so stand still we're gonna go ahead and ask chewbacca this is uh this is the question to end all of them who came in fifth in the NBA MVP voting in the 2004-2005 season. That was a pretty long explanation, <laughs> A Chewbacca. lengthy way to get there, but bam, you are correct. Allen Iverson is the answer. Wow. Uh, oh, that wasn't even planned. That pun. Did you catch that? Am I the only one that caught that? What? That's his nickname, right? Allen Iverson? Wasn't he the answer? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I did not catch Sorry that. Sorry about that. Um, uh, wow, Chewbacca. Whoa. Very impressive performance. Chewbacca, you are out of this world. <laughs> Damn, would catch that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Chewbacca, thank you. Stand there. We will get to you later. We will feed you. Um, no. Chewbacca, you do not talk about my mother like that. Am I the only one that has no idea what he's saying? <laughs> Luke, you have no clue? I have no clue. 
All right, well, it's good because he is using a lot of profanity. All right, Lindsay, we're going to end with you. One final question. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> Who did Jarvis Landry get traded to this week? The Cavs. <laughs> That's the right city. <laughs> that is true. I didn't think about that, but... Um, but no, that's the wrong sport is the problem. Wrong sport is the biggest issue here. So, so <laughs> Lindsay, what sport does Jarvis Landry play? I thought he was a basketball player. Clearly. Yes. So Second guess. Sport, Take another guess. What do you think he plays? Um, golf. I mean, baseball. Golf, I mean baseball. <laughs> yeah. No, nope. we're still searching. We're going to go ahead and go with football there. Uh, he plays for the Mi- played for the Miami Dolphins. Don't remind me. And was traded to the Cleveland Browns. So you had the city, but not the Cavaliers, not basketball. There's also no trades in golf. <laughs> well, I just thought because it's basketball season and it's golf season as well. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good guess. But there's stuff that happens outside the regular season. There's there's trades and, and things to be done. Um, yeah, Lindsay, thank you for playing. You are you're always a great guest, and we can't have can't wait to have you on again. So I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me and Chewbacca. Chewy, th- Chewy, let me finish. Thank you for coming on, and please drive home safely and do not eat Lindsay on your way out. Jimmy, get him out of here. All right, guys. Well, that's that sports trivia for you. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed the guest. We'll see if he comes back on unless he murders my family. <laughs> Not many people can get Chewbacca on their podcast. No, on fifth episode, I mean, we're already getting a intergalactic a warrior and Chewbacca. Yeah, a legend. Um, all right. Well, that's our episode. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed it. As always, follow A Cup of J&J on Twitter, and go like our Facebook page, A Cup of Joe and Jimmy. And am I missing anything, Jimmy? Um, no, because everyone's too late to join the bracket. Yeah, but if you're in the bracket challenge, continue to keep up on that. Keep checking, keep tweeting at us, and yep, that's about it. You guys enjoy your week. We enjoyed this. See ya. Hasta luego. Woo!